Hello, welcome, welcome, and welcome back. This is the Light Lounge, and I'm your host, Christy, and once again, I dislike the way I am beginning this podcast and the tone of my voice and the way I am speaking, and yet here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So today we, I'm just going to do a coffee in the cauldron episode today. Um, I have to leave for work in about an hour. So um, yeah, I I don't want to get rolling on too, too much, but we'll see. We'll see uh, where this goes. We'll see what we get into. I do have a coffee, so if you want to grab a coffee or water or, you know, a wine or tea or whatever, um, go ahead and do that. And then let's check in. So what's up? Where are you at? How have you been feeling? Let's take a nice deep breath together. And just bringing that awareness within. I need a few deep breaths because I feel a little bit hyperactive or something the way that I'm starting this episode. So I'm just going to bring in some grounding for all of us. Acknowledging how you're feeling, what's been going on where you're at, and just taking the temperature, as I like to say. I'm going to take my slippers off because this is kind of gross, but my feet sweat a lot. But um, I have a long-haired dog who sheds a lot, and our floor is almost always has like dog hair and dust and dirt and stuff on it. So I don't really like going around the house in bare feet, even though I would love to. Um, I also cannot handle the feeling of dirt and hair and stuff being on the bottom of my feet. So I can't really win because even though I want to be barefoot, I hate the feeling of having stuff on the bottom of my feet. And when I wear socks or slippers, my feet sweat a lot and that's gross too. So here I am. Um, yeah. So, wow. What's been going on? When did I do my last episode? I think it just last week. Um, my son got his license last week on Monday And that's been exciting. I have been kind of just adjusting and settling into the, uh, the, I guess, just settling into what life is like now. (laughs) It's very different, Um, you know, not having to be driving to town myself so much anymore. It's really nice, but I'm still, it, it still has me feeling a little bit out of sorts. Like I'm still in that mode of having a hard time relaxing in the evening, like really fully letting myself relax because for almost a year, um, <clears throat> I, I, I have or within the last year, almost last year, I've gotten into the habit or it's just become such the norm for me to not really fully let go and relax in the evening for thinking, oh, you know, I got to go to town and pick him up from work or, you know, his girlfriends or whatever. And so, excuse me, um, that's been that. It's been good. Um, It's been nice. He drove to Regina for the the first time already by himself, well, with his girlfriend um, on Saturday, just a few days ago, and that went fine. Um, 
I was very nervous for that because I am 36 and I don't even like driving in the city. Uh, specifically Regina. Places like, you know, well, Saskatoon's different because I lived in Saskatoon for a while. Um, but I don't know what it is about Regina. I hate driving in Regina. Anyway, that all turned out fine. They made it home safe. And yeah, today is Tuesday. I slept in until my alarm this morning, which my alarm was set for 7.20, which I, I, I wish I would have turned it off. <laughs> and it's funny because last night I was actually laying in bed, kind of getting, you know, settling in, getting ready for bed. And, and, um, I knew I didn't work until noon today. And now that Jaken has his license and he has a spare at school first thing in the morning, so he doesn't actually have to be at school until like quarter after 10 ish. And so I don't even have to have my alarm set like to get up and get and, and wake him up and make sure he's on the bus. So last night I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll just adjust my alarm and, and only have it set for like the days I need to be at work for like 8.30. But I didn't. And then I slept in. I was literally dreaming so deeply. And then my alarm woke me up. Um, so I guess maybe next time I'll follow my little intuition, my little nudge and turn my alarm off. So yeah, that was nice uh, sleeping in. I have been feeling, I don't know today. Um, yesterday was fine. Yesterday was Monday. Um, I had to work yesterday and was in a pretty good mood, pretty good spirits yesterday. And I have to say today, I really wish I didn't have to go to work, but I mean, that's not new to anyone. How many of us wish we didn't have to go to work? Um, but I also f am feeling this energy of um, a little bit of like hyperactive chaos, sort of. And just feeling like there's a lot going on, even though I personally don't really have a lot going on. So maybe I'm just picking up on some collective energy. I don't know for sure, but I don't like it. I do not like, I like feeling in a good mood and I like feeling, you know, a little bit more peppy than other days when I'm not feeling so peppy. <laughs> um, but I don't like when I can tell that it's not necessarily my own emotions or mood or whatever. And so that's kind of the space that I feel like I'm in this morning. I haven't even had a coffee yet. It's 10:30 a.m. and I haven't had a coffee and I'm feeling like I've had about 3 or 4 coffees. Um and yeah, so I don't really love that, but I do have to go to work today. Oh, excuse me. What is happening with the yawning? So that'll be that. It's only a five-hour shift, which is fine, but also I find it really annoying to drive into town for a five-hour shift. Um, I did adjust, maybe I mentioned this in the last episode already, but I adjusted my hours again. I adjusted my hours and my availability at work. Now that Jaken has his license, um, my schedule just opens up a little bit more. But I did say that I only want to do four days a week. So longer shifts and less days, which to me makes sense because I'm spending a goddamn fortune on fuel and I'm only driving 15 minutes into town. That's not even like I remember when like I lived half an hour away in the town where I grew up and would drive half an hour into work. And then the opposite, actually, for a summer, I lived in Estevan and I was working in Lampman. Um, so driving half an hour, still just the opposite direction. Um, but yeah, spending all this money on fuel, I hate it. 
I hate it. I've been trying. Okay, I'm going to pause here and say I am aware that I'm bouncing all over the place and I have that awareness and I'm observing that (laughs) and I find it annoying. So I apologize if you're picking up on this energy, whatever this is of just kind of being all over the place. I figured this is what this episode would be like, just me kind of blurting things out and using this as a uh, a space for some type of, I don't know, just getting things out of my brain, I guess. Um, excuse me. Good Lord. Okay. All of that being said, um, I've been really trying to stay aware and working on reframing things in the moment as they're happening. So right now, a big narrative, a big theme in the collective where I live, and I think across most of Canada and the States as well, maybe, is um, everything's expensive. Everything's expensive. People are barely making ends meet, you know, working hard and not really reaping the benefits of that. And that's kind of the theme. All of that is playing out on the stage right now. And um, especially with fuel prices, like like having to fuel my vehicle just so that I can basically just so that I can drive to town and go to work is so annoying to me. Um, but also when I, I, I've been trying to catch myself in those thoughts, in those moments and, um, reframe things and that's reframing is not the same thing as um bypassing how we're feeling but it can be helpful in um us as individuals being able to oh how how deep do I want to get with this conversation um it can be helpful to help us create our new narrative of our own individual lives and how we're perceiving reality. And this doesn't discount or it, it doesn't, it, it's not to throw away things that are happening in reality right now on earth. It's not that either, but it's just, it's really hard when you're seeing these things happen and you're getting frustrated and you're feeling frustrated within your own life because maybe you're having a hard time affording groceries or like whatever's going on, right? Um, And I really just lost my train of thought. So that's fun. Anyway, the the circling back to kind of what I want to say is reframing things um, in a way that's helpful, helpful for me. Maybe I should not be putting this episode out. I can't hardly even talk. Um, Helpful for me. And I'm very happy that lately I have been able to catch those things in the moment as they're happening. So you guys know if you've listened to the podcast for a while now, I've talked about how money is my thing. Like, um, I have slash had a poverty consciousness wound. I focus a lot on lack and the things that I don't have and the things that I can't, you know, do or buy or afford or whatever. And all of those narratives and those loops and though that, that shit that's been passed down from generation to generation. So this is a big thing that I've been working on for a long time. 
And it was a few weeks ago. It was not too long before Jaken's birthday, which was last weekend. Um, I was kind of stressing out about money and sort of just taking a look at things that I was, you know, going to be having to pay for and, and, you know, especially for his birthday and et cetera, et cetera. Will I be able to afford this and all the emotions that come along with that? And I actually popped out of the density of all of it. And I saw how what was happening is that I was actually getting caught up in this fossilized, like, version of reality that I've actually already worked through a lot of that. It's just those old loops that come back in and those old kind of spirals that I really used to let myself get sucked into. And that's the imagery in in how this presented itself is like I was dipping down into or like, okay, how would I, how can I describe this? It's like, okay, I can, I see the image, um, but I don't know what this is called. It's like as different layers or like if you, oh God, I don't know what this is called. Shoot. Um, Okay, I'm just going to describe it and hopefully you'll get what I mean. It's like if you're in (laughs) like a dinosaur museum or something like that, or maybe you see this on a nature documentary or like something, but it's like a cross section of like a cliffside or like a giant boulder or a rock or something. And when you are able to look in at that, the, the inner part of it, it's like these different layers um, from different like ages or stages throughout time. And that's essentially, <laughs> I don't know if you can picture what I'm what I'm talking about or not, but that's what I was stuck in was these old layers of myself and and programming and conditioning and the wounds and all this stuff. And I was just like suspended in that, in all of those old things. And so once I saw that and acknowledged that and had the awareness of that, it's like I was able to, I think I've mentioned before about this feeling of like popping up and out of that density. And that's what it was like. It was like, or or like um, a like, I don't know, some type of little like hibernating animal who hibernates under the ground all winter or something. And then the spring comes and they like pop their heads up and out and they look around and they're like, ooh, this is like sunny and it's fresh and it's light. And that's what it felt like to pop out of those old layers. And so that's the imagery I've been using anytime something like that pops up for me over the the last few weeks. So I've kind of been working with that. And anyway, circling back to the whole reframing of it all, that's kind of how I have been reframing things for myself. And just even paying attention to where am I functioning in those old loops or those old, um, you know, thoughts or the old emotions and, and panics and, you know, however we maybe want to um, call those things. And so that's been that. Um, It's actually been fun. Is that the right word? Um, To be 
functioning where I'm able to do that in the moment. Um, I feel like for me personally, so if this doesn't resonate with you or if this is something you're struggling with right now, do not feel bad. Um, For me personally, I find that things shift a lot more quickly with less density when I can catch those things in the moment rather than, you know, a few days or weeks or months or years, depending on what I'm working on, has passed already and then having to kind of like go back and address those things and work through those things. Um, If I can have that awareness in the moment and if I can reframe in the moment, it's like a quick snap of a finger. And it doesn't take long in the physical reality for things to show up or to change then. Um, So that's exciting. I've been having fun with that. I have also actually, and I'm honestly surprised I'm about to say this, been having a lot of fun playing around with surrender. So in the last episode, I'm sure I mentioned how I racked up my Jeep and it's written off and we're in the process now of finding me something new. It's it's dragging on a little bit because the amount for the write-off that they came back with is not as much as we think it should be. Um, so we're, we're sort of uh, contesting that to see if they can up that amount a little bit more. Anyway, it's a whole thing. And so um, it's interesting because I am like, I identify as quite an impatient person. And it'll, will it be a month? Will it be? Will it be a month since I had that fender bender or three weeks? Either way, um, I think maybe only three weeks, but I could be wrong. Either way, it's, it's a long drawn out process. Um, and oddly enough, I'm okay with that. Like I, I am excited to get a new vehicle that is my own because right now I'm borrowing one from my partner's parents um, and it's fine and it runs well and I'm so grateful and I'm not, you know, trying to come off as though I'm complaining or anything like that. Um, But yes, this, anyway, I, I can't focus today. This whole thing of surrender. So, you know, when that happened, I... I kind of just surrendered and said, okay, um, you know, it, it took me a while to work through all of the emotions and all of the things that came along with that. And then, you know, my son got his license and, and just having to surrender with that. And then even him, you know, driving up into the city, really having to do my best anyway, to surrender with that. And even just little things. So for example, Sunday, I think it was Sunday, I went to make a coffee and I grabbed the creamer out of the fridge, did not realize the lid was not pushed down tight. And I went to just give it a couple of quick little shakes to shake it up. The lid was not on tight. The lid popped open and creamer went everywhere. And I honestly, I had the the, the split second reaction of being pissed off, but then immediately right away, I kind of just chuckled and I said, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, yep. <laughs> and then yesterday when I got to work, um, 
I work in a clothing store and so this when the sales change we have these little hang tags that hang on like the hangers that say what the sale is and so anyway I had a big bundle of hang tags yesterday and I was walking to go do what I needed to do the hang tags popped out of my hand and they went everywhere on the floor like a deck of cards would only it was a lot more card tags than there are cards in a deck of cards So just little things like that, even where I feel almost like the universe is testing me to see if I really am in surrender or not. Um, And, you know, I do have when things like that happen, there is that moment of frustration or or of being pissed off or annoyed with yourself or whatever. Um, And then it's actually kind of fun to just take it lightly instead of letting it ruin my day as I maybe would have done in the past. Um, yeah, so that's been that. That's been what's going on there. And yeah, I've been reading a lot. Excuse me again. Um, there's a book that I was seeing all over the place on TikTok a few months ago, and I bought it at that time and tried to start reading it and didn't really get past the first like few pages. I was like, oh, I don't really feel like I'm into this right now. And then Uh, My sister and I were talking about it last week and she asked if I had read it and I said, no, not yet, but maybe I'll give it another try. And she said, you know, okay, let her know how it is. She's not super, super into fantasy and that's kind of what this book is. And so she's kind of just trying to get my, um, my whatever opinion, whether she'd like it or not. And anyway, once I got into it, I was obsessed. I flew through it in, I think, two days. And now I'm on to the second one. And so, yeah, I've been reading a lot. I do have a crochet project on the go right now. So I got a little bit of work done on that this morning, which always feels nice because when I have started something like this is, I'm working on a long like doily, uh, like table runner. And so it's a process. This one takes a while. Um, But whenever I start a project, I generally go through spurts where like if it's a bigger project or a larger doily or whatever, I'll work on it pretty steadily for a few days or maybe like a week and then I'll kind of set it aside for a few days or a week and then I'll go back to it. Um, So that, I mean, when I have something that I know I've started but that I haven't finished yet, it's always just in the back of my mind. Like, okay, I need to get work on that. Like I just, it's just that unfinished feeling I guess that that kind of gets me a little on edge or like out of sorts or like I said it's just in the back of my head so I got some crochet done this morning which I'm glad for um oh my gosh excuse me I need to gush about my partner for a little bit (laughs) so if you're not into this you can feel free to not listen or skip forward or just end the episode here He is the embodiment of if he wanted to, he would. Uh, So we've been together for just over eight years. And um, it has taken me a while. Like it's taken me up until the past six months to a year to really actually like... I have just felt this shift within myself and within my nervous system of like finally just breathing a sigh of relief because I have realized that being with him, I'm safe 
and I don't ever feel threatened. And anytime I feel scared that he's going to be like mad at me, I know that that's really just past trauma and bullshit that I'm still carrying. I think I talked a little bit about that too in the last episode where I had got into that fender bender and I didn't tell him for a while till like later that afternoon because I was so scared that he was going to be mad at me and he literally was not. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've really been able to observe myself and him and us as partners in life um, a lot over the past year or so. And uh, I'm just not used to it, I guess. And I think especially because I see a lot, mostly on TikTok, of things being talked about like weaponized incompetence that some husbands um, or partners or whatever will do. It's not just husbands. I, I'm sure women do it too. Um, but the general theme is is men doing this and just kind of calling out behaviors like that and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and seeing things like that has really, really brought to my attention just how God, this is going to sound corny, but just how amazing this man is and just how lucky I am to be with him. Um, so like yesterday, for example, he was off work and I didn't have to work till noon. So we were home together in the morning and we were talking about his beard <laughs> for some reason. Lord only knows why, but he had kind of like he for a little while now has had it trimmed shorter on the sides and then had it longer kind of kind of like a goatee but not a goatee like he had a full beard up the side of his cheeks too but it was just longer in the chin area and anyway we were talking about it yesterday before I left for work and he kind of joked about, oh, should I go clean shaven? Because he hasn't been clean shaven in like, ooh, since he started the job he's at now. So, okay, we've been living out here for five years. So it's been just over five years that he has not been clean shaven since then. And so neither of us can imagine anymore what that looks like. <laughs> and so I, you know, we were kind of laughing about that and joking. And I said, yeah, I'll get home from work and you'll have shaved and just be like a completely different person. Um, and then anyway, I went to work and then I got home from work and we were sitting in the living room and, and you know, when I get home, it, it takes me a bit to just kind of settle in and sort of almost like just kind of ground back into myself and, and come back into my body. And uh, he was sitting on the couch and I was sitting on the chair and, and he's kind of looked over at me and he kind of like rubbed his chin with his finger. And I thought he was trying to point something out that I like had on my chin or something. And I said, what, what are you doing? And then I looked at him finally after five or 10 minutes of being home. And he had like, no, wait, first I have to back up. I have to back up because it's like the most important part, the whole point of this. Um, anyway, when he was joking before I had left about him shaving off his beard, I had made a comment about how I like, I do like it when it's trimmed shorter, like it's just a closer trim to his face and it's more of like a scruff than a beard. Um, 
And so anyway, I got home yesterday and he, he pointed it out and he trimmed everything down like a, just how I said I like it. And I'm like, then later that night we were laying in bed, just kind of talking and, and, uh, I don't even know how it came up again, but we were kind of just talking about things. And I said, you know, you didn't have to do that just because I said I like when it's trimmed shorter. And he said, yeah, I do. (laughs) And I giggle like I'm a teenage girl because it just, I've never had this before. I've never, ooh, I'm going to get emotional. (sighs) I've never had someone who would do things like that for me. Just because that's how I like it or just to make me happy. And I've had, let's see, I have had one, two, three, four long-term relationships before him. So this, so I mean, I've had a few relationships that I consider long-term that were serious relationships. And this is the first man who has ever like, done things just because he knew they would make me happy and it's so cute and it like it really does make me so emotional because I feel like now that I've I don't know like I've really settled into the relationship um eight years later not that I wasn't settled to begin with but I feel like there it's just it's leveled up so much in the past year that I really am starting to just see more of that and and notice more of that. And as I'm talking about this, to be transparent, there's a little bit of shame bubbling up to the surface that I didn't notice these things a long time ago. Um, so yeah, I just love him so much. And, you know, he's always checking in with me and asking like, if there's anything more that he could be doing for me or to help things like run smoothly around the house. And, and he's just always so attentive like that. And here is the, one of the things that I love the most is that if I tell him that there's something um, I wish maybe he would be doing differently or there's something that he's not doing that I maybe wish he would do. He, he will change his behavior and I only have to ask once. I only have to mention it once and he will change his behavior. And it feels weird saying that because I know that lots of relationships are not like this. And I know that lots of men are not like that and would not do that. So yes, I just had to, I didn't have to, I wanted to um, just gush about him for a few minutes because I'm so grateful and so lucky and I mean it's just it's next level for me (laughs) because I've had oofta of those four previous long-term relationships I mentioned three of them 
were terrible and toxic and they treated me terrible and um yeah the other one was all right <laughs> i mean it was good it was fine but it didn't last and thank god now like i even i look back even at that relationship and i'm like oof 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 um it was like i i wouldn't go back and want to be with that person um again or anymore and so yeah i'm very grateful i uh I am, I am, I am, I am very grateful. <laughs> All right, I have to go get ready for work now. I brought a coffee to this episode and I did not take one single sip of it. So I'll have to scarf this down before I leave. But anyway, I am open. My books are open for energy sessions. And if, excuse me again, if you want to book in, you likely know how to get a hold of me. You can find me on Instagram at the Light Lounge. Um, you can visit the website through Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me. And I love you. And I love you. And I love you. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>